Mayo. Today we are talking about the... Oh, wow. Well, really, we start off with just an admission of of guilt and calling my shot too soon. But, like, yesterday we had some breakdowns over lack of technology and normal food. Normal food. Um, which is not food. Normal stuff. Um, <laughs> normal food product. And so I just have to laugh at myself a little bit on today's episode because, like, yesterday I was like, listen, we're killing it. I'm in control. We're (laughs) five days into this and we got this. Best family ever. And (sighs) crash and burn hard yesterday Uh, in public places. So that was great. And it's okay. We will get through. I'm certain, I think. I really have no idea. We'll be okay. Um, But that also sparked a conversation about local food access. And so we're breaking that down today. Let's go. Hey, you're on this journey on this season five vibe and everything season five as I'm forecasting what it will look like is all about settling into the being the knowing transitioning from believing to knowing and fine-tune correcting what that looks like and just living and we started out this show You know, really thinking that this was going to happen overnight. And one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example, a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey. This journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven. It really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw. And I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life and it's all lived out loud and this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth so you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that i am promising you will be there you will end up lost you are not going to get there just know that um but it's It's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever. It was real and this is all real. This is me living my life out loud. So we can all do our dreams. to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams and I wanted to 
just let all of you know that my great thing from yesterday is not canceled, um, but I may have still been in a little bit of the honeymoon phase of adoption and <laughs> yesterday my 10 year old let me know what the problems were with my newly adopted let's go all in on everything at once and so <laughs> we were at quick start because I was feeling it too I was a little bit like okay I need something sweet so I hurried up and looked up a um paleo recipe like dessert recipe and we found some pecan apples real simple to make i mean this will probably go down as one of my favorite save me from myself recipes um because it was just it was just pecans um coconut oil honey and that might have been it. So that was the crumble. And then you put that on top of the apple. And then you just threw it in the oven like it was a plain old apple pie. And it really did taste like that. We couldn't find appropriate um, baking apples because the only option that we had, because our grocery store is was closed at that time, uh, was Quick Star. So we didn't have baking apples that we needed, but still good. Still really good. So we were at Quickstar. I'm trying to just leave with that. We're just getting apples. And at every turn, of course, one of my kids' friends comes and they're getting kerns of ice cream for something, you know, because of course they would be. Wouldn't just be like, we could just get in scot-free and everybody's here shopping for apples. Not a chance. And so we sort of have conversations by the ice cream and my 10 year old says this is not my problem i don't have a stomach problem your youngest child does but i don't so i don't know why i have to go through this and as i have explained multiple times across the week but this time a little more sternly this is a family issue if our youngest is constantly sick with stomach issues, we're all sick. We're all down and out. We can't go on trips together. You have to go to Canada with just your dad because we couldn't stop a million times for our kid to go to the bathroom, right? Like it does affect us. And so it, it does impact us and we're all on this journey together. We're a family, dang it. So I know. And I'm like, listen, it's just the cravings. I know you're craving this stuff. It's just cravings. No. She assured me that it was not cravings and that she deserved to live like a normal kid. And I was like, I know, I know, I know, I know. She's like, normal kids eat this stuff. Normal kids eat this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, I know that it's hard right now. We're going to get to the other side of this. It'll be okay. This stuff won't even, you won't even like it anymore. If we can just get to the other side, like it'd be okay. We're just, we're just getting apples. 
So then we stop at the chip counter because she's certain that she wants pretzels. And y'all are going, well, what's wrong with pretzels, Hannah? What? You're not eating anything now? Uh, We are still eating food. Don't worry. But we are working to eliminate bioengineered food, food that we don't know the background of um, and that we can't trust the ingredients and focusing more on a paleo inspired diet. Not so strict that like we don't eat anything at all, even though it feels that way to my children right now. Um, (laughs) We're just really working to stay there and sort of beat this two week sugar craving moment that we're all having. Do not kid yourself. I'm the one that's going, we got to do this for Baylor, but I'm like secretly in my head, like, right, right. We got to do this for Baylor. Right. Right. We have to, right. This, that's why we're doing this, right. This isn't just for, right. We got to do this, right. As I'm like, please just give me some, something. And this is different from (laughs) when I used to, you know, use food as something that I would like reward myself with or threaten myself with or go on this diet like a crazy person and then undiet like because I would be dieting to, to lose weight to do these things like now this is about functions of the body and brain. And it really is more about just having more whole foods when possible. Now we have to find whole foods that are more convenient. We have to get better about conveniently stocking these things and we will. Don't worry. Um, but for today, we aren't quite there. Convenience foods are a huge importance for our lifestyle. Having convenient, easy options, grab-and-go options at our house is really important. So we're working on that, and we aren't there, and thus it's hard to be all in. And I am an all-in or absolutely nothing type of person. I try not to be this way, but listen. That's just, it's just who I am. I'm borderline crazy. I don't do things like an average person does. Like if we're going to do it, we're going to do it all the way. And we're getting it all right, all at the same time. And most people are like, you're insane. And there's no humanly possible way of doing all of those things. You've gone crazy. And then I'm like, oh, just watch me. I am telling you, so long as we don't break from the plan and we have a plan that's going to work, we can get there. No matter how crazy it seems, it will be okay. So here we are. Here I was yesterday, just like 
patting myself on the back, giving myself all the crowns. I'm like, listen, we remove the internet. We remove toxins from our lives. We're eating a paleo diet. Like, oh, look at us. We're so amazing. And then the entire meltdown of the Dollar General. And then quick start. And I'm not going to point any fingers, but I am going to say rural environments really are not set up for access to local healthy foods. They just are not. They are not. I know. It's kind of like, well, why aren't they... Why can't they be? Um, and I think mostly just because they just, they can be. There just hasn't been that structure yet. But trust, it is something that I am sort of obsessed with as of late. And anytime that I get obsessed with something, because here's the deal. I wanted and was spending a ton of time shopping all over the place, trying to find these amazing gifts for my friends that were super different from anything that they could get from anyone else, trying to find gifts for my kids, for my friends, for my nieces and nephews and sisters and parents and everybody, right? Did I say brother? I don't know how many gifts I buy for my brother, but either way, I'm like searching for these super unique things all the time because I have big families. And it is one of my favorite things to do. And it was exhausting. And it was like, no, I really just want to support these super small custom sometimes businesses and make it way easier. And I want to one up that. Um, And since we didn't start with a great thing, I'm just going to say that was my great thing was making fun of my great thing from yesterday. Acting like in two days I had accomplished the impossible, which is breaking humans from a toxic food cycle of addiction and bioengineered food. Wow, that's what we're doing. And also the internet all at the same time. And I was like, we did it. We're doing it. Like, ooh, this weekend's going to be rough going to be rough, but I do think we're going to go paddleboarding. So that should help to distract us for a little while, for a long while. Okay. We're going to have to find some distraction. Here we go. So where was I at? Oh yeah. So when I wanted to find that, it was really difficult to find, to find gifts from these places. Because I had to, like, full-time job, be searching for craft fairs and be going to Main Street shops. And I really just wanted to support the people who were doing it in my community. And so I would find myself asking around and then, you know, asking on those Facebook groups that usually are, like, super... Uh, drama filled. Hey, does anybody know anybody that makes crafts in town? I'd really want to support a, a local person. And then, you know, there'd be all these different responses, blah, 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 blah. And great. 
and it was super inconvenient. And so eventually I just went to Etsy. So it was like, well, at least I know that I'm finding something that's super unique. I know that I'm going to get it. And then I even started realizing that Etsy, like I was, I ended up getting stuff from overseas and it would take forever because of all, all the things, customs and everything. And I didn't really know where it was coming from. I think that they've made some changes. So you can look at that, but I don't know. I had probably two experiences back to back where I had gotten something from another country and it got stuck in customs. And I was like, why don't I even know where this is coming from? Not that there's a problem with getting items from other countries. That's fine. It's just like at the root and the heart of what I'm trying to do. I want to support people who are building businesses here. And if I could one-up that, I want to support people who are building businesses right in my community. And so that's kind of where local came from. And yesterday I had a chance to sit down with the Denver chapter of the FFA. Yes, the FFA. And if you are not aware of what the FFA is, um, I think that it's evolving a little bit because when I was in school, the only kids who did or could do FFA, and they probably would have let anyone in, but the only ones who did FFA were the like farmer kids. It wasn't what I know it to be now. And it probably was. Um, but after sitting down and having this conversation, it's about food access right? And local growers. And so we talked yesterday at length about local growers and local food access and about what they want that world to look like and how they can make that happen. And so I am telling you, this is something that I am specifically obsessed with right now, but that is literally how local got its start. This is something that I was specifically obsessed with. And there really is no reason that that can't be lent to local food access as well. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. You're hearing me right. And so I don't know. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to these kids who a couple of them have like premier access to fresh foods. They literally make all of their own foods and they're sitting there going, oh, yeah, blah, 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 hydroponics and water spleening or spleening. I don't know. And and all these different things that like. I have no idea what they're talking about. And they're sitting there talking about it like it's it's nothing. It's every day. And so what I would go on to explain to them is that while this may be common language and knowledge for you, because look at the room of people you're surrounded by, you have to keep in mind most people weren't raised in that. I'm like the local food that we ate growing up was venison that my dad harvested every year. And for those of you who don't know what venison is, it's a fancy word for deer. Yeah, the ones that you don't want to hit with your car. Um, the reason that deer have to be harvested is because 
basically we are inhabiting a lot of the places that they used to live. And so imagine they're still just in their normal habitat and all of a sudden they're on a highway, right? And so we have to maintain and control that population. And a great way of doing that is hunting. Um, and like, listen, is that a great way? I don't know. I know that we shouldn't be inhabiting all of these parts, but I know that we continue to. And so rather than everybody keep getting into these car crashes because the deer population has run rampant, we can maintain and keep it in control. And obviously the, the DNR and they're all doing work to keep track of the populations of deer and how many tags they need to allow in a state to ensure that that population is controlled. And certainly in a better life, we wouldn't be doing that. But here we are. And when we think about even our ancestors long, long time ago, and that is how we ate. Now, I think sometimes that's taken too far, but when you're talking about just harvesting an animal for the pure purposes of eating, it's not that crazy. So that's what our freezer was stocked with growing up. And if we didn't have a deer, we were in trouble because that was how we ate. That was what we ate. That was our protein. And so we practice very similar um, things here in our family where venison is one of our main staple proteins in our freezer all winter long because of the animals that we are allowed to harvest in this state. And so love that for us, but that's the only local fresh food that I ever had access to growing up. The rest of it came from freezers, came from grocery stores, came from like, we didn't have greens. We had canned food mostly uh, and frozen food and that was it. And so as I'm listening to these kids, I try to explain to them that like, this is not common knowledge. And one of the girls said, well, you know, in, in people that I'm talking to, this is something that we're, we're discussing a lot. We are talking about all these different ways of canning things. I have no idea. She was talking about like spaceship eggs is what it sounded like, but it sounded like you could kind of put them in their own little water hyper gas chamber and they would stay good forever and you didn't even have to pickle them. And I don't remember what it was called, but I was just like, when are you teaching a master class? Can I sign up? And then they all laugh because they're like, oh my gosh, we don't even know any of this. We're just learning this from so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, you know it. And you're close enough to the experience to be able to break it down in a meaningful way. Sometimes when people who have been doing it for years and years come back to teach, they skip steps because it's automatic for them. Yeah. Yeah. And so I like just a little bit ahead of me. Like I need to know about canning tomorrow. I got an abundance of things here, like a lot. 
and I, I need to know <laughs> about it. I need to know about canning people. I need to. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought, wow, this is amazing. Here's our youth that know something about this. That we're sitting there saying, we got to fix the school lunch system. How can we do that? You know, how can we make an impact today? And I pushed them before I left to like, just get six, <laughs> which is now maybe, you know, I'm trying to, trying to become this motivational speaker. And so <laughs> as I'm speaking to these kids, I'm sort of closing with, with them and saying, you know what? I know that local food access is a huge bite to take a chunk out of. I know what you're up against. I know how impossible this all seems. And I know that you're sitting here saying, I'm, we're just kids. What can we do here? And I said, but here's the deal. When I opened local, billions of people, not billions, okay. Couple, couple people who knew things about things told me, bad idea, don't do it. You're never going to be able to do that. And. I basically said, too bad because I want to, and I don't care what else exists. It's not solving this problem. I'm going to do it. I'm not saying no to myself. I'm, I'm a yes. You can be a no. I'm a yes. And so I went on to explain, we got six vendors. They were all looking at me like I was crazy. I was covered in paint for four weeks straight. And every time that they would come in, they would probably just see a dustier, crazy mess. The store wasn't really advancing as quickly as it needed to, to be open at the end of August. But I was like, we are opening in August. We are opening in August. We are opening in August. And they would come back to me, not showered. I swear I didn't shower for two weeks straight. They would come back to me, not showered. And they would just be looking at me like, okay. And a lot of them met with me multiple times and they would just be like, oh, uh, yeah, I, uh, huh. Okay. I'm just going to bring you my stuff then. I'm like, yep. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but I, you know what? I got this register. I got, I'm going to have this store. We, we will get it figured out. Just, just bring me your stuff. Just bring me your stuff. Okay. And so six people brought me their stuff. And from there, I figure out where I needed to go, what I needed to improve upon, what else we could do here. But had I not just gotten those six, I would have never figured out what to do next. And you don't have to start full blown. It doesn't have to be full dream come true imagination of this, you can start with six and build from there. Just do one thing and build off of it. And so that really was my call. Just get six, like just, just get your six, whoever that is, whoever believes and buys in, just get them. And do good work for those six. And if you can deliver on the things that you're promising, 
you will be okay. And so we did that. And now after having that conversation, I'm like, this is such a big portion of what we need to fix. This is a vital component. We have products. Now we need food access. You know, and we're not in a population of people that that a huge portion of them struggle. But I think we're in a population of people that a huge portion of them want better and are willing to do what it takes to access better if it's convenient. It's just like the gift shop. Like I know supporting local vendors makes sense. I get that. But I'm also living my super busy, crazy life. And so unless it's accessible, unless it's right here, unless it's something that I can do conveniently, I'm all out. I'm all out. And that that is what we want to fix and food doesn't fall out of that realm and there's so much under this umbrella local learning local everything ah, that gosh i just can't i i can't I can't stop being inspired about how this thing grows, how we keep helping and who we help next. And, you know, having those conversations with the next generation of kids who are coming in, who are saying like, no, we don't have blinders on. We get why this is important, you know, or kids who are going, I was very blessed to grow up with the food access that I did. And I want the rest of the world to know that. And we got to start that younger. And how do we start that younger? And what are the things that we want to do here? And it was just, it was amazing to hear. It was inspiring to be a part of. And I am very thankful. People who trust me to come in and, and speak to their groups and speak to <laughs> their students, especially because I am not exactly your run of the mill here. I'm going to stay in this specific box and we're not going to touch on these subjects. Like my true goal is to elect and engage some of the things that make people passionate about a subject matter, because that passion will drive a project most of the time further than someone who's who's been doing and having access to this their whole life it it's amazing to see that activism and that passion in this generation and so i know 
you know, I'm probably a little bit scary and off the tongue and, and maybe not <laughs> necessarily who you might want around your kids. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe, you know, I'm not going to push them on any of my agendas, but I am going to have the conversation and question some of the places that we've always been and allow them to openly have those conversations and have those questions because it, yeah, it's important. It's important that they get a voice and that they say the things that are on their minds and in their hearts. And we want to keep engaging that so much of my high school and middle school was like, Hannah, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't ask those. So then I stopped asking those questions because nobody wanted the answer. Nobody wanted the question, nothing. It was just like, no, we don't, we don't challenge that. You know, I was probably one of the first like woke seventh graders, certainly wasn't, but asking when we're doing these personality tests, like if I want to be a photographer, why do I have to take all these classes? Or if I want to be a news anchor, radio DJ, what is any of this going to do with that? And we, we don't, we don't ask those questions, Anna. You just got to take it. This is what you got to do. Is it? Why? That's what I was wondering. Anyways, inspired by these kids, certainly going to start tackling this project soon. And just as always, excited about how moldable this brand is and how it can tackle a lot of things. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible. If you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do, you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at local shop space and connect with me on socials at Hannah Nuss. And I would love to see you there. Go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here. I would love you to do all of that, to like, share, and and comment on everything that we're doing. But bottom line, I, I just want you to do your dreams. And as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire, that's all that really matters. Change the world. <laughs>